again, this is Tori Kensington talking, and this is the Optimistic Almanac for Friday, September 15th, 2017. Beautiful ladies. It's the birthday of Penny Singleton, born Dorothy McNulty in Philadelphia in 1908. The American film actress, the daughter of Irish-American newspaperman Benny McNulty, from whom she received her nickname Penny because she was as bright as a penny. During her 60-year career, Singleton appeared as the comic strip heroine Blondie Bumstead in the series of 28 motion pictures from 1938 to 1950 and the popular Blondie radio program from 1939 to 1950. Singleton began her show business career when she was a child singing at a silent movie theater and touring in vaudeville as a part of an act called the Kitty Cabaret. She sang and danced with Milton Berle, who she'd known since childhood, and actor Gene Raymond, and appeared on Broadway in Jack Benny's The Great Temptations. She also toured in nightclubs and roadshows of plays and musicals. Singleton appears as a nightclub singer in After the Thin Man and was credited at this time as Dorothy McNulty. She was then cast opposite Arthur Lake as Dagwood Bumstead in the feature film Blondie in 1938, based on the comic strip by Chick Young. They repeated their roles in a radio comedy beginning in 1939 and in guest appearances on other radio shows. As Dagwood and Blondie Bumstead, they proved so popular that a succession of 27 sequels were made from 1938 until 1950. Singleton's husband, Robert Sparks, produced 12 of these sequels. Singleton dyed her brunette hair blonde for the rest of her life. Singleton won top billing in Go West Young Lady over her male co-star, Glenn Ford, putting her in the elite company of only two other female stars, Dorothy Page and Jane Frazee, who held the headlining roles as top-billed singing cowgirls. She was active in union affairs and was the first woman president of an AFL-CIO union, and in 1967, she led a month-long strike by the Radio City Rockettes for better working conditions, which they won. She became familiar to television audiences as the voice of Jane Jetson in the animated series The Jetsons, which originally aired from 1962 to 63. She reprised the role for a syndicated revival from 1985 through 1988 and for assorted specials, recordings, and Jetsons, the movie, in 1990. And it's the birthday of Vina Faye Ray in 1907, the Canadian-American actress most noted for playing the female lead in the 1933 film King Kong as Anne Darrow. Through an acting career that spanned 57 years, Ray attained international renown as an actress in horror movie roles. She was one of the first scream queens. After appearing in minor movie roles, Rain gained media attention as being selected as one of the Wampus Baby Stars. This led to her being contracted to Paramount Pictures as a teenager, where she made more than a dozen films. After leaving Paramount, she signed deals with various film companies, being cast in her first horror film role, among many other roles, in The Bowery in 1933 and Viva Villa, both productions starring Wallace Beery. For RKO Radio Pictures, she starred in the film in which she is most identified, King Kong, in 1933. After the success of King Kong, Ray made numerous appearances in both film and television before retiring in 1980. 
1926, the Western Association of Motion Picture Advertisers selected Ray as one of the Wampus Baby Stars, a group of young women who they believe would be on the threshold of movie stardom. She at the time was under contract to Universal, mostly starring in low-budget westerns opposite Buck Jones. However, her greatest known films were produced under her deal with RKO Radio Pictures. Her first film under RKO was The Most Dangerous Game, 1932, co-starring Joel McRae, and shot at night on the same jungle sets that were being used for King Kong during the day. With the leads from both films, Ray and Robert Armstrong appearing in both movies. The Most Dangerous Game was followed by Ray's most memorable film, King Kong. According to Ray, Gene Harlow had been RKO's original choice, but because MGM put Harlow under exclusive contract during the pre-production phase of the film, she became unavailable, and Ray was approached by director Marion C. Cooper to play the role of Anne Darrow, the blonde captive of King Kong. Ray was paid $10,000 to play the role. The film was a commercial success, and Ray was reportedly proud that the film saved RKO from bankruptcy. Ray's role would become the one with which she would be most associated. After the RKO board approved the Kong test, Cooper decided a blonde would provide a contrast to the gorilla's dark pelt. Dorothea Jordan, Gene Harlow, and Ginger Rogers were considered, but the role finally went to Ray, who wore a blonde wig in the film and was inspired more by Cooper's enthusiasm than the script to accept the role. According to our autobiography, Ray recounts that Cooper had told her he planned to star her opposite the tallest, darkest leading man in Hollywood. She assumed he meant Clark Gable until he showed her a picture of Kong climbing the Empire State Building. Faye Ray herself provided all of her characters' screams in a single recording session. On the film's 50th anniversary in 1983, one New York theater held a Fay Ray scream-alike contest in its lobby, and two days after her death in 2004, the lights of the Empire State Building were dimmed for 15 minutes in her memory. Here's a quote on beauty by Audrey Hepburn for today. The beauty of a woman must be seen from in her eyes because that is the doorway to her heart, the place where love resides. The Optimistic Almanac is made possible each weekday morning by NPC, the national podcasting company, a 501c3 nonprofit, and is funded by our listeners. Thank you. Research for today's show was by Lexi Caligari. I'm Tori Kensington. We're going to take the weekend off to find some more stories for you for next week. So we sure hope you have a great weekend, too. Keep the faith, keep in love, and keep in touch. <laughs>